Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey, hello there, everybody. Howdy ho and all that kind of stuff. Jan Burt here bringing you episode number 47 of the Burt Not Ernie Show podcast. And um, it's coming at you wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, Spotify. Um, what is it on Amazon now? Like Amazon Music, um, Alexa, Flash Briefing, all those kinds of things. So uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Okay. So number 47. Can you believe it? It is December. It's December. And I got to tell you, I'm kind of loving it. I am enjoying this December. It feels calm. I don't know if it feels that way for you, but this year it feels calm. And that's a nice change for me in 2020. Um, It's not usually, it's like not the norm for me, probably really for any of us to have like a nice, calm kind of a December. So yeah, that just feels like a gift. It feels like a gift. So what, um, you know, like a treasure or a special blessing, just a gift that God has given me. And so my question to you is, what is a gift? What is a blessing? What's something that you really treasure that the Lord has done for you or given to you recently? And then would you share it? Would you tell somebody about it? I'm going to tell somebody, you know, like tell somebody about it. Would you make some noise about what God is doing? I, I have this friend and I love her. And she is from sunny Florida. That's well, she's not from there, but she lives there now from sunny Florida. And she's really, really good at doing exactly this. What's the good thing? What's the amazing thing? What's a miraculous thing that God is doing? She shares it. So what do you see God doing? Share, just share, really. Trust me, it really does encourage people. It makes a difference. When you share about things that God is doing, it literally sparks hope in people's lives. And hope, it's contagious. Hope is contagious. Uh, Write that down somewhere. Hope is contagious. Joy. Joy is something that people gravitate toward it. They will lean into it. They will rush toward it. It's like like a moth to the flame is how people come to joy. Um, Hope is so contagious. It's like, uh, it's like, um, oh, it's like, it's, Let's let our hope be viral. Let me put it that way. Let's make our hope viral. So share. It makes a difference. It really, truly does. I promise. Even if you post something on social media and nobody leaves a comment, trust me. Trust me. People are still encouraged. It gave them hope. Uh, it It's drawing them to a place of joy. Your joy is contagious. It's pretty cool. There's so much icky, yucky, bad, negative stuff all around us all the time. And hello, like via our phones, which are usually attached to our hands and our eyes are glued on them. Uh, we hardly can put our phone down for any, I mean, we panic. Where's my phone? We'll be on the phone talking to somebody and panicky thinking, where's my phone? Where's my phone? Yeah. Like, I mean, do you remember when you used to leave the house and you didn't have a phone? Remember when you used to drive 
several hours to some destination and the only option you had in case of an emergency was find a payphone. Like we don't live like that anymore. We panic if I need my phone. I'm I've got to run an errand. I've got to I got I'm going to be gone for 10 minutes. Where's my phone? I forgot my phone. Yeah, you know things are weird when you are talking on the phone and you're panicked because you can't find your phone. It's um happens all the time to all of us. I know it does because it's happened to me and it's happened to friends of mine. So it's like I, I say that to remind you that literally via your phone all the time is just the not so happy stuff via whatever you're accessing on your phone, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, what whatever it might be, right? Uh, so when you take the time to share the good stuff, uh, man, you know, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it has this ripple effect, right? Like, have you seen the viral video? It's 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 old. It's from earlier this year. I first saw it earlier in 2020. I don't actually know how old it was. I think from the spring of 2020. But it's just this little tot, this little guy. He is a little guy. I don't know if he's like around one, but that's my guess around one. Having raised five kids, he seems to be around the age of one. So he's watching TV with his dad and uh, he just starts like having this conversation, right? Having a convo with his dad, but he's such a little guy. Like he has no words yet. He just still has a baby jabber, but he's got a lot of it and he's engaging with his dad and his dad is engaging back with him. It's like this whole conversation about, and it's just fantastic. And the dad's like, I oh, know why they put that in there. You save that for next, next season. You know what? I don't need that in there. And it's just, and then they go back to looking at the TV and then the little guy turns back to his dad and says some jibber jabber. And then the dad says something in reply and it's adorable it's joyful. It's so positive. You can't watch it and not smile. You can't. I, I dare you. I mean, maybe you can, but um, no, nah, I don't think you can. I don't think you can watch it and not smile. It's just, it reminds you. It helps you remember. It brings back to the forefront of your mind that there is so much good in this world, so much good in this world. Anyway, it's viral, right? It's a viral video. So the viral stuff is the happy stuff, right? Isn't the stuff that goes viral, the stuff that just tugs at our heartstrings, makes us smile, brings a tear to our, reminds us what's most important in life. It's usually relational, adorable, happy stuff. Share your happy. Throw it around like confetti. Share. Share your happy. Okay. Today, we are in an Old Testament book, and that is the book of Nehemiah. Now, Nehemiah, he was he was quite a figure, historically speaking and biblically speaking, if you have not read the book of Nehemiah in a while, or maybe even ever, you know, hey, you could put that on your to-do list for the new year. Like maybe you don't have a super good plan yet for how you're going to read, um, you know, what your what your Bible reading is going to look like in the new year. A lot of people start a new Bible plan in the new year. So maybe you don't have one yet. You're not sure what you're going to do. Maybe you're not sure how your schedule is going to be and how much, you know, some people can't read five chapters a day. Um, and some people maybe have been traditionally in a new Bible study in January, and maybe your church or small group is not doing a study in the new year because you just don't know how restrictions and things are going to be. So maybe you have a little more time to read the Bible. Look, you can start with Nehemiah and pray about what God wants you to do for a reading plan. But if you don't know what to read, I guess what I'm saying is if you don't have any idea of what where to start, you could jump into Nehemiah and just read that book. It's not a super long book, but it'll give you, um, it's a good place to start a, a yearly Bible reading plan. And you don't hear that that often. You might hear things like start with the book of John or start in Genesis, but um, you know, you can just dive into it. 
it's a good place to start if you don't know where to start. I know the Lord has laid on my heart to share that today, so I'm sharing it. It's it's great to dive into, whether you are a Bible expert or just like a brand new baby Christian. Nehemiah is a good book. There's It holds so much that um, is easy to apply to our modern day lives. It's a great book. So today we're going to look at chapter 9, verse 8, and just the last couple of sentences of verse 8. It's a longer verse, and we're just going to look at a couple of sentences And um, it's from, yeah, the Amplified. Surprise, surprise. And I will, of course, put that in the show notes. All right, here's what it says. Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 8, the last little part says, And you, you is a capital Y, so it means God, and you have fulfilled your promise, for you are righteous and just. Well, doesn't that just sound like a whole entire point of this whole entire podcast? Yeah, those two sentences, or that one long sentence, that's that's the whole purpose of the Burt Not Ernie show. God always fulfills his promises. And boy, oh boy, he is so righteous and so just. Is he not? He is. It's, if there's, if, is there even the remotest little tiny possibility that God would ever fail to fulfill what he has promised? Is it even possible? I'm excited. I get so excited about this topic. Like, is there even the slimmest of slim chances that that will ever be the case? You know the answer. You already know. You already know. No, there's no chance. There's zero chance. There's like negative 10 bazillion chance that he's not going to fulfill his promises. It's not possible. There is a time coming for us when we are going to say these exact words from the book of Nehemiah, and they were spoken by someone named Ezra. And you can study that if you want to know who it is. You can Google who was Ezra and who was Nehemiah, and you'll find out. But so Ezra said those words quoted here in the book of Nehemiah. Those, those words are going to be our words. We're going to say something just like it. It'll, it'll sound like this. Oh, Lord God, you have indeed fulfilled all of your promises to me, to me, to me. He's going to get it done. And he's going to get it done with ease, I might add. It's not going to be a struggle for him. There is no struggle bus for God. He's going to get it done. He's going to get it done with ease. It's going to be a beautiful thing. So right now, right now, I think somebody maybe needs to make note of the fact that they are going to be speaking these words in the near future. I'm going to go out there and rather than say in the future, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, in your near future, you're going to be saying these words out loud, thanking God for keeping his promise and praising him because he is so righteous and so just. You need a dose of God's justice. Ask him for it. He is just and you will see it. Do you need like a holy fire to fall on your life and your circumstance? Well, he's righteous and he'll do it. Seek him for it. Do you need... Do you need, are you needing to see some promise of God fulfilled? Like, do you just need it like you need oxygen? Start praising him now and thanking him for it because he's going to do it. He's going to do it. This is what's going to be rolling off of your tongue. So why not speak it now? Isn't that really what faith is after all? The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of which is not seen. That is Hebrews 11 verse 1, by the way. And that's what it says. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of which is not seen. Faith is not what you're already seeing happening. That's not faith. That's sight. That's not faith. That's, that's, um, that's reality. Well, I want your faith to be bigger than your reality. I want you to be able to say, Lord, I believed it before I saw it. And I'm thanking you now for what I'm going to see you do then. And it's coming soon. It's coming soon. Listen, when we stand in faith and we speak out like out loud with our mouth, move your little lips and your little tongue. 
when we speak out our thanks for what God will do in the future, as if he has already done it for us, things start moving in the spiritual realm. Heavy lifting happens then. I'm serious. I'm, I'm super serious. I am not exaggerating at all. Not even a little bit. In these, look, when you're, if you're in a hard time, if you're in a dark time, then when, when you stand up, when you speak up and you thank God for keeping his word and for doing all that he has promised to do, in spite of all this evidence that looks in the opposite direction, you know what happens? I'll tell you what happens. Satan flees. Satan flees. Mountains move. Deliverance takes place. Freedom breaks in. God is glorified. God is magnified. And people all around us, people all around you are going to see it. They're going to see it. And some of those people, well, some of those people are going to start to believe for themselves. If they're, if they don't know Jesus, they're going to take an interest and be curious. If they do know Jesus and life has just taken the starch out of them, the wind out of their sails, some of them might believe again. Can you even imagine what a gift that might be to somebody? Man, share, share, say it, believe it. Seriously, can you imagine? What does it do for you when somebody else's faith puts a new wind in your sails? When, when the spark of hope comes into your life again because somebody else said something, posted something, prayed for you, with you, over you, sent you that text. What does that do for you? Can you do that for somebody else? I know you can. I know, I know you can. I know you can. And personally speaking, um, my faith is, is uh, it grows. It's like stretched, but also growing. When I talk to somebody else about God's promise, when I pray over somebody else, I'm blessed too. And that will also happen for you. And if you hear my dog snoring, he is out cold. We have neighbors who have torn up their entire driveway and are doing like this concrete and dirt work. And uh, he has been um, watching with great interest. And he's an old guy. He's 11. And now I think they're, they've slowed down their work for today. And it's quiet enough. I can podcast. You can't. I thought, okay, good. I'll take this opportunity and record this because you don't hear like construction and concrete slamming around in the background. But he got so tired after watching him, his 11-year-old little old self, you know, he's ragged out and snoring like mad. So if you hear him, I guess that's cuter and better than hearing the construction work. But uh, you probably do hear him. He's adorable. And his name is Jack, by the way. And he's the cutest old black pug you'd ever meet in your life. He's adorable. Okay. So I forgive him for his noisiness when I podcast. So, okay. So do you know, like, think of the Christmas movie Elf. Most of us have probably seen that movie. And kind of at the tail end, all the people are like singing near Central Park. And that's what gets Santa's broken sleigh flying again, you know, the Christmas spirit or Christmas cheer or whatever they call it. Well, what they're portraying there on the silver screen is belief, right? It's belief. That's, that's not a Hollywood concept. That's a Christian concept. And the fact that people who claim, some people who claim not to want a whole lot to do with God will, um, and maybe claim not even to want to believe, like, I don't believe in God. Some people say that, right? We all know people like that. Some people believe in God. They don't want anything to do with them. Um, they're, oh, I'll think about that when I get older. Dangerous. Don't do that. If somebody you know is doing that, pray for them that they would think about God today. Think about Jesus today. Uh, or people who say they don't believe in God. Um, you know, it's interesting. They might still plunk down good money to go see a movie about belief. Well, that tells us something. People really do want to believe. They want to believe. They want to believe in something. 
They maybe don't know exactly what that something is, that it is God drawing them to, to himself because he loves them, but people want to believe. And it can take one little spark to start a great forest fire, right? I mean, that's for sure. We all know that. And one faith spark, one person really, really believing, even without evidence, even without any evidence of what the end result that hoped for end result without seeing that as anything concrete, no evidence. You just don't see it happening. It's not concrete. Still, belief starts a whole different kind of fire, right? It's not like a forest fire, but it's it's more powerful in a lot of ways than a forest fire. It's a God-honoring kind of fire, and fire spreads rapidly. So let's be people who believe, and let's just let that belief spread with great rapidity. Okay, and, and you have fulfilled your promise, for you are righteous and just. That's what this verse from Nehemiah chapter 9 says. And you, God, have fulfilled your promise, for you are righteous and just. Look, God does not make promises based on any kind of injustice or any kind of unrighteousness. I'm going to say that again. God does not make promises based on any kind of injustice or any kind of unrighteousness. Yeah, yeah, we all know that. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. He's God. He's sinless, he's holy, he's perfect, and yet we need to be reminded that for real, for serious, no promise of his can be separated from his righteousness and his justice. He is not a vending machine, he is not a sugar daddy, and he will not ever, no, never act wrongly, and he will not ever, no, never promise a miss. God will never act wrongly, and he will never, ever promise a miss. We must, must know that. We live in an unrighteous, unholy world. We can look around and see injustice. It's all over the place. It's everywhere. But all of God's promises to us are going to reveal his justness and his righteousness. Don't allow what you see going on in the world around you to detract from this truth. Do not let your mind play tricks on you. Be very diligent about what kind of thoughts you allow to linger. Be diligent about what you allow to linger in your thinking. Take every thought captive and make it. Make it obedient to Christ. That is what you've been told to do per the word of God. And that's in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And you could just read verses 3 through 6. Um, That's a good little morning devotional scripture reading for you. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 3 through 6. Take you about two seconds to pull it up on your phone to say, hey Siri, and then read it and pray it and think about it throughout the day just for one day. And it already would make a tremendous difference in the way that your thinking goes and where your thoughts go, there your life goes, there your heart follows. So, okay, so I want to ask you about two things right now. First, about this verse. How are you doing in this arena? How's it going? Are you thanking him a lot? Are you thanking God for being such a just God? Because if you are, then you've already started to see, you've already begun to see where some things not happening on your timeline might be bringing God a whole lot more glory because he is so just. He's such a just God. I'm going to say that a different way. When you really start thanking God for being so just, for being such a just God, you can look at things in life that are not happening as quickly as you want them to, and you can see it as evidence of his justice being played out. If he is working justice out in a situation, it may well take longer than we would prefer to get to that particular end result to see that promise completely fulfilled. Nevertheless, it will happen. But he is just, and he cannot, cannot be otherwise. So patience mixed with faith 
added to our expectation, while you're thanking God in advance as if the impossible has already been made visible in your life. That is key. Okay, I'll say it again. Patience mixed with faith combined with expectation with an attitude that is so thankful toward God that you're thanking him as if that thing that hasn't happened is already fulfilled. That is key. Is it hard? Yeah, yes. Spiritual maturity is hard. If somebody told you it's not, I'm sorry they didn't tell you the whole truth or they they didn't know how hard spiritual maturity can be. It just is because it's it's our lives, our situations that appear to be on hold, that feel like they're under so much distress and duress. It's hard. That's what makes it hard. But still, but still, hard almost always equals worth it. Hard equals worth it. Easy Street is uh, well, kind of for wimps, you know? Can I say that? I hope that doesn't sound too mean because that's my heart is not meanness. But Easy Street leaves you a wimpy Christian. And uh, we need to be sanctified. We need to become more like our Savior Jesus. And Easy Street, I don't know about you, but it's not going to get me there. It's not. So um, patience mixed with faith and expectation and praise and thanksgiving to God for what he's going to do with an attitude that says, it's as good as done in my book. That is key. Number two, a little side note that I just want to, I guess it's about prayer. So let's just talk about, talk about prayer. People around us are struggling, and sometimes at Christmas time, we see that more than we see at other times of year. We see it. But this year, we're not really able to do things the way that we're used to doing them. Our giving has maybe changed, right? Like if you go Christmas caroling at a nursing home, bet you couldn't do that this year, or usually bake for your neighbors. Well, everybody's like, do I bake? Do I not bake? Do I buy something at the store? What do I do? Do I even go over there? Do I just ring the doorbell, leave it on their porch? Do I, what do I do? Maybe I just won't do it, right? Any number of things are just not the usual this year. They're not. It's 2020. But the needs and the hurts, they're still very real. Some of them are are bigger than they've ever been in people's lives. So my question for you is question number two is how are you finding a way to make a difference this December? And as this relates to prayer, well, okay, um, maybe, you know what? If somebody has heard of a crash course in delicate speaking 101 or something like like uh send it my way, right? Okay? Or or maybe not. All right? Here it is. Here it is. If you want me to change, send it my way. If you don't, don't. Okay. I'm just going to say it. I see this. I see this particular thing all the time and not usually from a lot of Christians, but sometimes I see this exact ver- this exact verbiage from Christians, particularly on um social media. This isn't really what people say out of their mouths face-to-face, but there's not so much face-to-face this year. You know what I mean? So I'm seeing it more. Okay. Somebody shares about something that's really hard and really scary. Okay. Like real world stuff. Maybe they have a child who just keeps having seizures and they are really scared and they're asking for prayer because they, nothing's working. Uh, maybe, um, maybe their parent has cancer and they are concerned Maybe they lost their job. There's so much of that right now. All sorts of things that people share about on social media. That's one of the, the reasons social media is good. One of its one of the things that, that it is a blessing is that we can be connected with other people at a time when it's really hard to connect. It's not the same kind of connection, but we've got to think about those things rather than just um, think about how horrible it is to not be together, right? So somebody shares about something like this and 
the number of comments I see that say things like thoughts and prayers or sending positive energy, prayers and good vibes your way, it's like off the charts. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? Okay, I'll tell you what it means. Not much. It doesn't mean much. If you say to Satan, good vibes, dude, do you think much is going to happen? Right? If you say thoughts and prayers, but you never even take a hot second to actually pray, does much change? What does it even mean to say that, right? Like if you're a Christian and you're saying that, don't say that. Either be for Jesus or don't, right? I mean, be Jesus himself said, I would rather you were lukewarm or cold, but when you're that neutral middle ground, I mean, I'd rather you're hot or cold, but when you're lukewarm, I would rather spit you out of my mouth. Like a cold water, it wakes you up. It has an effect. Hot water, it boils and brings things to the surface. It has an effect. Lukewarm water is just... It's kind of like worthless, right? And we all know that. Jesus said those words. It's in Revelation. I don't have, I didn't write that down, um, so I don't have it in front of me, but it is Revelation. Uh, if you're for Jesus, be for Jesus. If you don't want to go all in publicly with standing up for Jesus, um, well, the Bible has a lot to say about that, and you need to reconsider. Uh, these are strong words, I know, but these are, these are, this is from the Word of God. If you, deny him before men. Jesus said he will deny you before his father. That includes um, when you say sending good vibes your way instead of saying, I'm going to pray for you right now. And maybe even include a Bible verse or something, right? God bless you. Lord bless you. Praying for you and then actually pray. That's a different deal than saying sending good vibes, sending thoughts and prayers, I, a lot of people that say sending thoughts and prayers, I doubt that they ever even pray. That's what they do and they move on. But okay, here's, listen, we need to really pray for hurting fearful people this Christmas season. We need to do it. Whenever we get the opportunity to do good, to be a blessing, to serve somebody the way that Jesus was a servant, the way he served mankind, can we just do that? Let's do that for the next couple of weeks from today until Christmas. And then let's just roll it on into the new year. Let's do that. Let's be a truly praying people because the thing is, when somebody asks for prayer, um, uh, if you say you're going to pray, pray. If you're not going to pray, please don't comment and say you will pray. Don't say good vibes sent. That means literally nothing. And if it were my spouse, if it were my child, and I'm the one who, if I normally just say good vibes sent, and then all of a sudden it's my child or my spouse, my parent. Um, you know, I really want actual prayer to the living God. I don't want good vibes. So let's look at it that way and say they really want, they need prayer. That's what they need. That's what they really want. They don't want um, a like, a thumbs up. Hey, you know, it's not the fonts here. That doesn't get anything done. They actually want you to pray. Can we look at it as if it were us? And when we say we're going to pray, pray, and don't say anything if you're not going to pray, but really actually pray because if it were us, that's what we really want. That's what we need. Let's meet the their need the way Jesus would want us to meet their need. Pray for them. Okay, so don't just leave a comment or a thumbs up, like it, and then pull a fonz and then a and then you know move on with your day. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. All right. So that's my um, that was my little mini soapbox spiel on prayer, but um. I think I think it's I think it's okay what I said there because when it's you and I tell you I'm going to pray for you I'm going to pray and when it's me and I ask for a prayer I need it I need it desperately need it okay speaking of which one of my dear friends who um, I think listens to this podcast sometimes I'm not even going to say anything other than that but she needs prayer 
and it's health related. And I'm asking you from the depths of my heart to please pray for her. Um, she doesn't know I'm saying this, so I'm not saying any more, nothing that would be revealing, but I'm asking you to pray for her in the name of Jesus to pray for her. Thank you. I appreciate it so much on behalf of her. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So that's it for today. Next week um, is usually I release on Thursdays or Fridays. Well, next next week is Christmas, and then the week after that is New Year's Eve. And so um, at the Lord's leading, I think I'm going to take a little kind of like an extended Sabbath rest and spend that time with my family and spend that time with the Lord. And uh, God bless you. I hope that you have a wonderful, just the merriest of Christmases in, 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 the, from, in all the right ways, in the ways that mean the most. Jesus knows exactly what means the most to you this Christmas season, and my prayer is that you get just this huge dose of love and grace and favor from him and that you're just filled up, that you're just filled up and that you have so much joy in his presence and so much hope for the future. No matter what your future looks like, please don't give up hope because that's not the end of the story. And um, remember to praise him as if your promises have all been fulfilled because they're going to be, they're going to be. And who knows, that might just be your Christmas gift. One of your biggest promises that you've been waiting on God being fulfilled. Wouldn't that be something? Would it surprise me? Absolutely not. Would it Would it be just like the best news ever? Yeah, I would love to hear about things like that. So um, have a great time with Jesus and with your family um, and friends or whatever, however you, however you can, whatever it looks like for you with your constraints, your church family, just Lord bless you this Christmas. Have a very merry one as you just look to him and focus on him and thank him for his birth. What a gift we got when Jesus was born. There's nothing better. There's nothing better. And this year of all years, I think, has shown us in this modern age that Jesus truly is. He is the gift. He truly is. And uh, you can um, you can still join that Facebook prayer group if you're interested. Uh, we're going to be doing some things in there right around the new year, another little mini prayer retreat to kick off, off the new year. And it's a great place to come and pray, and we do pray for each other. We really do, and we've seen some amazing, miraculous answers to prayer. I will, um, I will add the the link in the show notes in case anybody's interested, or you can just look it up on Facebook. Praying through the storm online prayer retreat. Okay, that is it. Have a merry Christmas. I'm thankful for each one of you, and I will see you back here in the new year. Bye bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.